You are listening to the Thundercling Podcast. <laughs> Just rippling abs. How are we going to get fucking sponsored by these guys if we can't even get the name right? Did you say you're doing wrestling moves? Oh god, I'm bleeding. Jason Kale's walk around on stilts was fucked up. My name is Dave. And this is Feedy. And you are listening to the, the Thunder Cling Holiday Special. Podcast Holiday Special. End of year wrap up. Yes. <laughs> 2019's over. Yeah. It's crazy, actually. That's fucking nuts. It is nuts. But yeah. we're here to guide our friends through an end of the year wrap up, a holiday special. This is a sauce night, dude. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a sauce night in no, a long too. time. It's time to let loose. You know, it's hard to follow those strict interview guidelines, you know, be proper. We're just going to get sloppy tonight. We are going to get sloppy. So you guys know that sauce night, um, we we drink booze. Oh, my God. Well, the point of the sauce night, though, is we get to... In the past two episodes, we've done quiz nights. Yes. But this episode, we're going to try to do a little bit more informative one where we're going to touch on some topics. 2019 <laughs> recap. Informative, Dave. We're also going to talk about... our. We're going to get in a debate and quite possibly a violent physical, physical fucking fight. fight yes about the best christmas movies of all time yes. yes and if you don't want to hear that you can turn it off it's going to be yeah. at the end of the episode it's all right but maybe we should introduce correct our two our two friends our who re- have been here for every sauce night on the right red corner we have lin manzu ding 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 Okay. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hello, How's world. It? Happy Lynn. Christmas holiday. Lynn, Lynn is back uh, a couple days from three weeks in France. A wow. week climbing at Font. Did you have And a... two weeks, though, at an artist residency. How was that, dude? We. Oui. Dude, I just called my girlfriend, <laughs> dude. Dude, what's up, dude? How's that art, dude? <laughs> and on the blue corner, we have the one and only Ginger Beaver. <laughs> Travis. <laughs> Hi, folks. He's coming in yeah. at a brisk 145 pounds fight weight. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this bout will last uh, three must be the Christmas rounds. season. Yeah, yeah. That's a 145, present. man. That's a true present. That yeah. is, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. His abs are glistening through his fat. Fat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. One thing I want to talk about before we get to anything else is that if uh, you guys don't know, Feedy recently oh was the subject of a movie that was purchased by Rock and Ice. I, I watch can, this movie often, late at night, while it, I'm laying in bed. Whoa. All right. Well, I mean, we can discuss that maybe off the air. Oh. I actually saw somebody <laughs> recently, and they made a joke. They said, no context. They were like, hey, what's it like to, you know, hang out with, uh, to have something in common with Waldo? And I was like, what? What? Oh, Waldo. And I was like, oh, because the film is called Finding Feedy. Yes, yeah. the film is called Finding yeah. Feedy. Yeah, if you haven't seen Waldo it. Waldo was Where's Waldo? I know. It was awkward. Yeah, okay, look, joke. I'm just, horrible it hurt. Joke. It hurt. Tasteless. I'm sorry you had to go through that, yeah. dude. Hey, thanks for thanks for uh, bringing that up. Um, well, it's a fucking, it's a really, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a fantastic film about a really great guy kind of finding his way through the sport of climbing and I highly, highly suggest you guys check it out. It's called huh. Finding Feedy. Mm-hmm. You can find it on the Rock and Ice website. It was out before our last podcast in Feedy, being the fucking non-pompous weirdo he is, didn't even bring it up. 
And I actually watched it the next morning and I called him right away. I was like, dude, that should have been our whole intro. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just me climbing V10, not a there, searching for my identity. It's not a big deal. The thing that really sticks out to me in that film when I watch it is there's a scene where they record me looking all tired and I'm laying on my back. And I, my nips are just poking out of my shirt. Ooh, and it shit. makes me very uncomfortable. What were you thinking That's about? the part I pause I, on all I think the time. it was just chilly. It was a brisk. And let's just say these guys turned to diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut glass, glass with those cut things. Cut glass. Yeah. yeah. So I was, very, I was very self-conscious about that. But, but everyone's been really nice about it. So um, the community's been really friendly. <laughs> Accepting of <laughs> it your It would have been very easy, I feel like, to just <laughs> shit all over me. And I'm grateful that didn't happen. <laughs> well, well, you don't deserve any shit. Because that was great, and I'm proud of you, and that wow. was an awesome vid, dude. Thank you. And I hope kind everybody checks it out. But, you know, we're not here to talk about fucking videos, no, bro. We're no, not talking, here to talk about climbing movies. No. We're here mm. to talk about the most interesting things that happened in climbing in 2019. We're going to talk about our favorite moments, the important things that happened to us, to each Correct. of us individually. We're going to go around the room one at a time. But first of all... We should talk about what everybody's drinking. Lynn, what are you imbibing this evening? Gimlets and gimlets. sparkle juice. Well, what the F's a gimlet? Yeah, what's a gimlet? Yeah, what the hell? Lime, a gin, happiness. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Sounds delicious. Fiddy, what are you putting down here? What well, is that uh, goblet you have? Well, first of all, great word. Um, it's called Zwack. Hmm. It's a Hungarian herb liquor. Established 1790, dude. It's, Who's it's from her? a liqueur. Yeah. It's no. from her. It's no. a liqueur. No, 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 no. That's liqueur. That is liqueur, dude. That's like a Hungarian schnapps. I meant to say that. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it's delicious. Is it medicinal? Girthy, because chody, it's got that chode-like. nice symbol on the front. Uh, I know it has literally has a cross on it, so it does. It it's looks good, good for you, it? right? It does yeah. look good. It yeah. looks good. It's it looks healthy. like a weapon too. Yeah, yeah, take a, a, take a, a swig drink. of it right now. I want to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to see this reaction. Yeah. Here we go. Here. Oh. He is unscrewing the goblet. Oh gosh, he's smelling it. You have to smell it every time. Yeah, it smells like licorice. And there it goes. It's like he's drinking a magic potion. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. All right. <laughs> Travis. Travis, what are you what are you taking down oh. this evening? Oh, so uh well, several things to get warmed up for this show. But uh right now a uh, pseudo Sioux pale ale. Um and it comes from the land of Iowa. This uh, it's an amazing place. Like, it's a magical place, yeah, really. Magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh this is uh they're brewing up history. Okay, <laughs> I am once again Dave, drinking Yeti Imperial Stout at uh, weighing in at ten percent. I've had fourteen Jesus of them so Christ. far. Let's see how this night goes. That's a, all right. Da, 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 all right, we all know what we're drinking. We're drinking too much. All right. Um. So let's try to get into the recap of 2019 about the things that we found most interesting. We're gonna go around the room one by one. We're gonna have five points we, each. Five. We, oh, five points. Five. Uh, uh, five we're getting points. Sorry, I'm still thinking yeah, about the game. I didn't game. know this. Still was thinking about, about the game. No, 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 no I get, I get I'm it. gonna win. <laughs> I'm I know in it for we, the win. And I know we all spent more than 15 minutes Googling these, right? I would say I am the only <laughs> one that spent more than 15 minutes Googling these. I actually, I That's will bullshit. say I spent at least 
20. Yeah. I just pulled Did these you? out of my asshole. Yeah. Lynn <laughs> is just I, a <laughs> disgusting human being. Now, this is in no order, but what is your first thing that struck you in that happened in 2019? The Olympic trials. Now, does that include, are you going to talk about the people who are in? Or just that well, the Olympic trials started. Some people started. made it in, and maybe some people didn't. And it's not like it's spe- like the Olympics happen every four years anyway. It's not like it's, not it's big something deal. cool. Yeah, nah. it's rigged. No, that's yeah. I mean every <laughs> totally four kidding. years. Man, are we gonna have a huge party when the Olympics actually happen? We, we should have to. Yeah, yeah we because should. Because of oh all God. of the many many Americans that are in it. I'm going to Olympic wrestling trials really? in Pennsylvania. Yeah. What? Why? Uh, my high school wrestling coach bought me tickets to it. What? Yeah. So I get to go see Olympic trials. That is nuts. I'm super psyched. That's really cool. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> anyway. No more wrestling. Yeah, this is off topic. What, yeah. what is... Uh, okay, Feedy, let's go. What is one of your big points? And if it's the same, that's all right. Because <clears throat> one of my... Okay, I'm not going to start on the banger. But let's see here. Huh? Let's start on the. Let's start on one that I would consider pretty significant. Free Solo winning a fucking Oscar. Oh, Whoa, that's dude. pretty fucking significant. I it's I had that on my list, it's and weird. I gotta ask: Is this a positive thing or a negative? Thing? Absolutely positive. I, I think it's positive so. because it just shows that it kind of backs up the fact that climbing has just grown so much, and that it's becoming more mainstream I, it's negative because now whenever someone knows you climb they ask do you do the do you free do you free climb yeah, like are you a yeah, free yeah. climber you, without ropes, ropes? It's like, no <laughs> the whole point of that fucking movie was that the only person who does that is alex Honnold. you fucking to that degree idiot. at least yeah. yeah that was fucking i mean that i gotta tell you that's part of my list as well <laughs> that was yeah, i mean I'm, that's it was huge. huge it's huge to see, yep. like when i, I started it happened when i started climbing it was uh, Hashtag yawn. fucking free Waco <laughs> on a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. And you had to go to a climbing shop yeah. to get it because there was no online ordering. And now climbing is winning fucking yeah. Oscars. And shit's weird. I mean, I think it's positive also because it shows a, at least a bit. Yes. You can, the cool thing is you can be whatever you want as a climber. You yeah. can be a fucking dirtbag. You can be a, a dick. You can be a <laughs> professional. You can be a doctor. You, you can does have it a on podcast. The you can be an asshole podcaster. Yes. Um, but also, you can be a super professional yes. filmmaker and, and tell great stories and, through it. And I think it's completely fair to argue that the fact that climbing is put on such a main stage via a form that is honestly kind of more fringe in the climbing community and is pretty inherently fucking crazy in some ways yeah is maybe not the most positive light for climbing because now people are like oh climbers are crazy but at <laughs> the same, must be but at junkies. the same time it was pretty it's a pretty surreal feeling when i get on a fucking plane and this elderly couple next to me is sitting there watching alex honnell fucking free solo on their on their in their selection of movies and then they actually end up not finishing it because they're like ah I thought it'd be cooler. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. I was like, what the fuck? I don't know, man. Watching him do the boulder problem like in the in the final in the end of the movie Dude. is just so gripping. That couple literally paused it and they looked at each other like, Yeah, you know, I th- everyone was like it was gonna be this like huge mind blowing thing and like eh, let's let's fucking watch that all dogs go to heaven movie instead. <laughs> which they good. did and it was yeah, a pretty good choice. Nice. And yeah. I just watched over their shoulder the entire time. Ooh, did like, you not have a t- Oh, I did. <laughs> but I, it's fun to be part of something, you know? Yeah. The community. 
All right, Travis, what do you have? What is your first big story of 2019? I mean, the the biggest the biggest one to me was a, um, I guess a repeat of Hydrangea by a 48 year old who started uh, climbing at 36. No, at 30. He started climbing at 30. At 48, he sends oh, a V15, which is sick. possibly a V16 after the break. But I was, I thought this would be really touching to somebody like Dave. Who's <laughs> <laughs> just, just completely so old and decrepit. Ancient. Huh. And he's not Damn. quite there yet. Holy he's not shit. the 48. So, I mean, you know. He's got time. If you, if you can keep from, like, falling apart in the next three years, man. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking an incredible yeah, yeah. i mean the cool the thing about this podcast is that we're not like alpinists we're trad climbers we're sport climbers we're boulders but we boulder a lot so that story probably I mean, speaks huge. to this table it's huge way more. it's 48 year old when you when you think 16. about it it's like every year it's like man I, you know i just i feel the decline should yeah. i even keep going should i just do this more for fun is it or is it recreational or should i you know where's the drive and then this fucker who's 48 years old just pops it out and he's like, well, I'm going to keep going. I'm pretty confident I can do it. <laughs> oh, man. Even with my was that on meniscus. your list? That, uh, no, that was on my list of all the news that happened for sure, which I have Dave, like a Dave, you full, can't just mm, fucking copy pasta yeah. that and then yeah. just like be like, my list. Well, no, I'll, my list. I'll, pi- I'll piggyback a bit here for mine is that uh, Brooke Rabatou and Nathaniel Coleman and we think Kyra Condi we know. Well, I think somebody researched it. Yeah, we okay. researched we it. Know we know. That we they know are the things. first, the Ameri- first yeah. Americans to ever qualify for the Olympics in climbing. And they're all like seven years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is Chris Sharma thinking right now? Uh, what would Chris Sharma do? Dude, he probably would have. Chris Sharma do? I don't know. Last thing I saw from him, he was just standing in this uh, unbuilt building like... Look at this kingdom you know, built around me. Chris Sharma. <laughs> yeah. I think Chris yeah. Sharma embodies somebody who is struggling to figure out a way to stay kind of relevant. I'll be I honest. I don't think yeah. he is. Yes, such he is. A, he has a YouTube channel story. that is not very good really? compared well, are to... Are you... Wait, are you being serious I'm being right 100% now? serious. We okay. must watch this. Are we talking like relevance in uh, performance or relevance in the scene? Well, I think both. I think his performance is he struck. I mean, he's got fucking family and gyms he owns. Like he's not out Are you there just trying. Family people can't be fucking lauded for their performances. <laughs> no. Are you crushers? saying old people can't be lauded not at for all. their performances? Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep no. And he's he's done some hard stuff, but like for Chris Sharma standards, five six years ago, he is struggle bussing. And his YouTube channel compared to Adam Andra's or somebody else's, like uh, Magnus Mid Midbow, people are starting to. People are starting to generate a lot of interest in them in their personalities via social media. And I don't mm-hmm. think Chris Sharma is that good at social media, unfortunately, for him. I don't think he Dude, has to be. Chris Sharma yeah. was like the face of climbing from like 1998 to like 2014. Yeah, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying right now, though, he is struggle bussing to stay hmm. that. But relevant. does he care? Wow, I, 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 I don't thing. think he needs to care. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's married cr- to a supermodel. He's Chris fucking Sharma. Yeah. Yeah. He's married to a supermodel. And- yeah. You don't say Sharma and be like, who's it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Wait, she do. Well, I'm that? not saying. <laughs> what are you saying? All yeah. I'm saying is that he's 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 <laughs> trying to figure out his new, I don't know, like where he's, where he fits into the whole What's that, what's that climbing new project right he's now? putting up right now? I just, I, I saw some stuff on his Instagram and he's, he's like, just yeah, going, working through it. And it's probably just another 515 
whatever you know some <laughs> yeah, 515 yeah. surely yeah. um i agree with you a bit fidi but um i think sharma is becoming super comfortable with being one of the elder statesmen yeah. of at fucking what is he 30 Six. Six? Or seven, yeah. No, I thought he was cl- I thought he's closer to forty. No, he is. We right. Yeah, up. he's close to my age. Well whatever the case is, younger. like he's got years of crushing in yeah. front of him, but I think he's super comfortable with just being like, I don't give a shit, man. I've got kids, I've got like the yeah, Sharma Galactic Empire yeah. that insulates me from everything. Come back to my old my old haunt America every now and again and yeah, I th- I, I think he's fine. But I do agree with you that he it's changed a bit. Yeah. The only reason I really bring it up is just the fact that he has put, you can tell he's put a lot of effort into these, his like YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, he's got people out. who like, he got people who like work and produce it. But Maybe he for whatever needs to reason, find it's his not Don sticking. Wall. It's not sticking with people. Oh. It doesn't compare oh. to Adam Andres for sure. And or then, or, or the, Tommy. Or the random, they're the these random YouTube guys who aren't that great at climbing, but they have huge followings now Who? uh you have geek climber you have eric Carlson bouldering you have uh magnuses adam andras who's captain Cutloose, the british guy oh uh louis parkins louis yeah i think so. something that sounds like that. right yeah anyways just saying that he's struggle bussing oh wow we had some hmm. argument there that i kind of forget where, what even started that so it might be it's i said I'm, that yeah. brooke and nathaniel and cairo were in the I'm just... I'm oh, right. Okay, <laughs> next up. Let's go to Lynn. Yeah. Lynn, what's your second? Your second... My second Fascinating is thing that happened in climbing The Trump year. Wall. Rebuilding of the Trump Wall. And then the competition. Wait, rebuilding? Well, they... Re- a building of a, a mock bu- Trump yeah. Wall. Mm. They built it to those specs. And in this the is a, this is a comp red. at the red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of similar materials, not the same materials. Oh, so are they grippier? They weren't electrocuted and then have spikes on top, bro. Oh, nice. <laughs> and Mexico did not pay for it as well. <laughs> this wall. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Also. Red Rock Climber Coalition paid for Bail it. Bail the wall. <laughs> Bail the wall. I don't know that much about that. Which part? All of it. Yeah, has Everyone a wall actually been Everyone said it was like easy breezy. No. I think the, someone climbed it in like a ridiculous amount of time like 20 feet in like 15 minutes or something 15 minutes no it uh, like a seven-year-old girl climbed it in like 30 oh seconds gosh. what yeah. yeah damn it's so fucking easy dude it's a fucking slap she was, she was a professional right she's going to the olympics <laughs> yeah. yeah actually yeah. first yeah. seven-year-old to climb 14d oh yeah nice <laughs> right. nice or not or not <laughs> or, or she's just a little girl who climbed a really really easy these yeah. poles that you can hold on to and like chimney your way up well i'm worried that someone's gonna say this so i'm gonna go out the gate but this was my number one thing i was psyched on this year when it happened Number one. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't want it to be stolen by some fucking Why'd you say asshole. number two then? What? I said number one. You, but you didn't say it as number one. You said it as number two. No, he said no. this is number one, so he, nobody, he's going to yeah. preempt everybody stealing it from him. <laughs> you need some more ears. <laughs> yeah, take some sparkle juice some, down. Drink some yeah. sparkle juice. Fucking I'm fire. too sober for this shit. <laughs> um, okay. Dave Graham climbing hypnotized minds. Oh yeah, was ah. fucking such a. It was such a release of this buildup for fucking ever. I've been following him trying to do that thing from the day he tried it. I feel like, and so him doing that was 
fucking awesome. Hats off to him because trying something for seven years, yeah. going out there when it's covered in ice, being the only person out there shoveling off the snow year after year, respect. I mean, I've tried like a boulder for three days and been so tired and never wanting to go back. So, yeah, that was I mean, awesome for this podcast, especially like that was meaningful seeing Dave Graham finally yeah. fucking slay that dragon yes because at year four yeah you were kind of like dude what's he doing I know. like what, are we even paying attention to this anymore why can't he do this dave yeah. graham does everything and, he sets his mind to. well that's the thing about dave graham too is he is an, a climber who has this weird notorious he's got nemesis boulders more than anybody else i feel like at the highest yeah. levels like he was one of the first people to go try jade hasn't done it yet i'm pretty sure and he's been trying that since 2001. Yeah. And oh, he, he's not done Jade. No, he really struggled to do like Cage Free, which is a very like powerful dynamic V13, V13 and that's everyone does, you know. So he's he's somebody I really respect because he can simultaneously climb the hardest boulders in the world that like people spend a lifetime hoping to do and then <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, the, an ambulance is driving by. And the you dog. guys are fucking fired! <laughs> Goddamn dogs! Yuki, shut up! I gotta, All right, anyway, I gotta ask: Is is Dave Graham trying to remain relevant? Yeah, absolutely. He's doing. I don't his, understand like, what is this struggling. Hold on one sec. I don't understand what this remain relevant is. You kind of talked about it. You kind of talked. You're. Oh, well, I'm just curious. I, I want what, to what know. What is the remain relevant? Does Actually, he, I I now that you bring it up, I I would argue. That he we don't, we don't isn't, he's not at the people. cutting edge. You don't anymore. think so? Dave Graham, no way. He's not the cutting I mean, he's no. he's mm-hmm. a V15 on his best days kind of climber. Which well, is the, fucking amazing. I was going to say, like, amazing. A, how much better do you get? Uh, G- Giuliano Cameroni, <laughs> Drew yeah. Ruana, the next generation would... Fucking Drew Ruana went to Joe's Valley and in Said three... Slasher. In like... Well, he he did the second ascent of uh, James Litz's unrepeated V fourteen fifteen there too. So oh, he did, did he? he did fucking every hard boulder in Joe's Valley in two days. Two and days. Jeez. I mean, Dave has been at the top of this yes. game, but, it, but are like? they are they growing the sport? Are they increasing? Are they putting up their own shit? Dave Graham doesn't give a shit if he's growing the sport. No, I'm not worried about like Dave Graham. That whole like he's, crew, yeah, Dave's whole crew is in it to like crush yeah, what they yeah. want to crush. It, repeating I, is repeating, I, but it, are they developing? Yeah, I mean, Dave is I would, one of well, the I know greatest that, developers yeah. in America. I would yeah. say that, think about any climber who was on their up. You know, you spend most majority of your initial years repeating stuff, and then once mm-hmm. you've pretty much tapped it out, that's when you start to find your own shit. Chris yeah. Sharma did that. I'm sure Dave Graham did that to a capacity. I mean, Andra's doing it. Yeah, now. Andra did it too. Yeah. Like in all the early progressions, he's he's not out there doing first sense because he's like, I want to oh, know. He's just repeating yeah. everything as fast as he can, yeah. and then like, okay, now I'll put up something impossible. Yeah. My yeah. crazy guess is that Dave Graham has put up more hard boulder problems than any American in the history of rock climbing. Yeah, I'd that's like my the, guess. I'm that's curious. That would be. Yeah. Way more than it's a fair bet. Way more than Sharma. I can't even think of anybody who'd be a contemporary of Dave Graham what are, in that in way. Let's no way. Yeah. Let's put up some amazing esoteric. I mean, he's such a strange guy. I have no many, no idea how many <laughs> lines he's put up. Who yeah, fucking yeah, does? I mean, James that was Litz. it. That was uh, the whole thing. Like 
they didn't even know how strong he was climbing. And no, but like, Graham's been doing it since like '98. Yeah, that, that's a, a, one last kind of touch on Dave Graham is he put up new baseline in, in or not new baseline? Excuse me, that's not Dave. Uh, he did a uh, story of two worlds in 2005, and he's like, "This is the new benchmark V15." And for years, that boulder was being repeated by like uh, Daniel Woods, Paul Robinson, who all would go and climb and be like, holy shit, like I need to reevaluate all the boulders I've done before this. So I don't even know what I'm saying here. But, <laughs> but you're saying I'm, I'm really saying well, dude. Dave yeah. Graham, <laughs> legend. Total undeniable. fucking legend. Total and absolute what's legend. your next one, Travis? Oh, yeah. Right, let's move on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I worried this was going to fill up an hour, but uh, this is going to be no problem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we we're not that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you all right? I guess. It, well, yeah. Travis to an has extent. such an adorable yeah. list. It's so cleanly typed. It's very well spaced. It's legible. on a tiny pink typed. piece of paper. I, it's not M- my pink. my it's sheet of paper. Purple. I call that serial killer handwriting. Oh, right oh my there. god! <laughs> Shut up. Lynn. My sheet of paper is on an upside down wrong page in a light green pen. It's hard to read, and there's a giant. You penis. drew a penis. Yeah, on the, yeah. yeah. All right, like let's get back to Travis. Spewing. For Christ's sake, we can't talk. Oh, no, no spewing talk. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of kids I, are big fans of <laughs> So, uh, you know, you asked us to bring some stuff up, and uh, recently I watched uh, Rock Punked. Oh, Just, that was yeah. so good. Say it was, right. Am I not? Rock Punk. Rock Punk. <laughs> yeah. So, any, yeah. anyhow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Alex Magos. Magos? Migos? I know. Yeah, I think I call yeah. him Alex Magos. So AM, yeah, he like it was. It was an interesting watch. You know, it was no Finding Feedy, but no, nah, I truly. Uh, actually, I really enjoyed it. The guy, yeah, so good. The guy's like watching sunshine. What I took, I took a couple things from that film, but one of the things I took was um, he's so the things that he does for training. You're like when you watch him like invert himself mm-hmm. in these strange positions on bars and uh, every thing you can do in a gym, uh, like an uh, a weightlifting gym. You're like, holy shit! That guy could easily climb the hardest piece of rock in the history, in the future history of the world. And then watching him struggle really, to me, shined a light on how hard mental yeah these these routes that he's trying are yeah. because you see him like working out and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. He's unbelievably Dude, strong. Unvo- no, unbelievably athletic and strong. I didn't know how tall he was until I, I did. That was how one of the things he? he's five, seven. He's shorter than me. No I shit. looked him up today and I was kind of, I was amazed cause I was figuring the guy was like, you know, he looks like a little Sharma. I was like, yeah, I was thinking he was closer to six. He's five seven. Wow. He's a fucking climbing prototype human because yeah. think about his origin story. He's just some kid who had a lot of talent and was picked up by two of the most talented climbing coaches in Europe. And they were like, since he was just started climbing and they've been nurturing him. I mean, he's his story of how he onsighted a 514D by accident is fucking insane. <laughs> he just went up to him and was like, I don't know, it looks good. On sighted it, first on sighted of 514 ever. Doesn't even know his own strength. But to take to go back to the film, I mean, it just shows. That guy might arguably be the most physically gifted, gifted, mm-hmm. strongest, just pure physical standard I climber totally agree. ever. I totally agree with you. Phoebe. But then he's he's like 
he just has to still, he's still not very good at like the mental side almost. And him pushing that next level of climbing is going to come down to him kind of figuring out his, how to, how to fucking try hard and not get in his head. What a thing to watch. That's going to be in the next fucking decade of our lives. What a thing to watch Alex Migos, like his whole game catch up to his raw, raw (sighs) fucking athleticism. The other thing I took from that film was it was really the first film that celebrated Wolfgang. Yes. Oh, that yeah. was... I kind of learned a lot about Wolfgang after that. I, I mean, think of all of those uh, young climbers who know exactly who Alex Migos is. And they love him. And of course, we all admire his skill. But a lot of young climbers maybe don't know who Wolfgang Gulich is. Yeah. And they got... And, yes. and another thing... If you watch that movie, Wolfgang Gulich wears some biker shorts, <laughs> he looks and he's good. only wearing biker shorts. Oh that guy gosh. has a gigantic fucking package. No, that guy had like <laughs> that guy had like three tube socks. I mean, yeah, I, when he does that front lever, it, like, it's you like fucking Mount Everest coming out of his yeah. pants. Wow. I was like, what the fuck you is going you, on in this? Like, you can't wear white, dude. Pants you can't with climb. Him. You can't climb yeah. five fourteen without it. Big old hog, dude. dude. I mean, I'm t- it's not only the hog though. If you see the mound coming out of his wait. spandex, it's not only the hog. Yeah, it's, it's junk. junk. It's There's the whole a lot of package, junk. Is bro. it similar to the Zwak bottle? Yeah, it's like the Zwak bottle. It's like a goblet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Wolfgang Alex Magos is a champion. Wolfgang Gulich yeah, is a champion. A huge, it's a gigantic yeah. package. Yeah. Hog. Anyway, I'm gonna explode. Okay. I'm gonna explode. Not for Wolfgang, but okay. Oh, you gotta go yeah. pee. Okay, gotta we're pace. gonna we're gonna hit pause and it's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, so we're on number two. I think my for me one of the best things that happened this year is that rock climbers testified in Washington D.C. on climate change, oh, yeah. um, in front of Congress. So it was Tommy Caldwell and Caroline Gleich and Jeremy Jones, who's the founder of Protect Our Winners. And during that testimony, the Arctic Cultural and Coastal Plain Protection Act was passed, which like um, rescinded oil drilling rights in the Arctic in that area. And I thought that was a fucking huge story to highlight like the outdoor industry the growing power, political yeah. power, monetary power of the outdoor industry. And you guys don't have to say anything if you don't have any thoughts on that. But I, I thought that was no, really I'm tremendous. sorry the dogs were distracting. Yeah, yeah, dogs are fighting. I don't have much to say on that other than I agree that that was fucking cool to see like Tommy, I think Sasha and a couple others, high profile athletes were out there. Yeah. They were there in private. A bunch yeah. of people were in meetings, but those three testified yeah, Tommy in testified front in of front Congress. Of, yeah. And as they yeah. were testifying, that act passed yeah. to rescind the oil drilling rights. And that was, um, fucking hats off. It just highlights yeah. how much climbing is growing and how much power the outdoor industry yeah. is gaining as like, an environmental advocacy I mean, group, you know? I mean, this is something you you really like to bring up in our interviews. It's just how does the yeah. climate community manage the impact that it's starting to have? And I think one of the other aspects of that is the fact that since we are, the community is becoming so much larger is they have a lot more say just in terms of 
even in the, in the Keenan interview, he talked about how youth nationals brought like millions of dollars to these small towns. Yes. And so, well, I mean the red river gorge bringing, uh, multi millions into those super poor counties in Kentucky. And if you all watched, uh, uh, the United States of Joe's at real rock, how, um, they're trying to restructure their community to not be an extraction community, but like build their community on tourism, tourism and outdoor athletics, you know? Um, well, they really shit the bed when they closed the food ranch, man. <laughs> I mean, <So>. that's true. <laughs> Fuck. That's actually the worst thing about that fucking movie is that they highlight the food ranch so much, and it's just like, great. It's gone, It's dude. fucking it's gone. Like opening it's a again. giant ad it is for the opening food ranch. Again. I've heard that... Now, wait a second, Travis. No, I've just, heard this shit a million no, no. times over the last two Listen, years that it's I opening again. I talked to two random I, people that have been climbing for who knows how long. And oh, they, that's, they, this sounds good. Yeah. No, actually, they were out at one of the recent... Uh, do they? Is it the rock rodeo they do out there? It's they just do. a Joe's Valley Fest. Yeah, yeah, the, Valley Fest. They were out there, and they were saying that somebody has already purchased I mean, it. I mean, this is word of mouth, but they were saying... Jason Momoa purchased it? It wasn't oh, Jason Momoa. That's what we talked about. That's what we dr- I think we dreamed about this it on the last sauce night. Yeah. What do they call it when you ride a sheep backwards? Uh, donkey what punch. It, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jason Momoa was like donkey punching in Joe's Valley and bought it. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> fucking or Jason Momoa donkey, donkey punched, punched and bought the... Yeah, one of those. He either was punching or got punched. <laughs> Anyways, my my third one... Oh, I got some... Oh, man, it's hard to pick. Uh, your list I'm gonna looks go so ahead. juicy. Because we've been talking about Wolfgang Gulick, Frakenjura, Rotpunkt, I th- only giant think it's packages. fair... Giant packages, <laughs> hogs, massive hogs. <laughs> In tight pants. <laughs> I think it's snakes. only fair that I bring up the huge controversy that happened recently with a pro climber named Saeed Belhaj yeah. being called oh, out by Hans Hook. Right. I thought that not... happened last year. No, that literally that just happened. That happened like 10 days ago. Or <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember reading yeah, like, yeah. the controversy. So he but he said he climbed it October of 2018. Hans Hook, a director of a film about yeah. Frank and Yura in the last month or two, released a statement essentially saying pretty sure he didn't do that here are my reasons believe me if you want to or not and it's just brings up an interesting conversation which is the fact that climbing is a little bit of a faith-based sport sometimes you have a lot of really old high level ascents that you don't necessarily have the uncut footage of someone doing oh i got uncut still... footy on everything i've done <laughs> well travis i know you are a fucking high level performance athlete with an iphone yeah, on a yeah. tripod <laughs> yeah if you want to see some like 510b on site oh dude, boy. i mean I, that's my favorite <laughs> that's my favorite thing to watch i go to bed to that every fucking thanks man night thanks man sorry to interrupt go on <laughs> carry on um i don't know i just think that's a that is a good question, and there's a lot of comments on the that story or thread by other pro athletes that are essentially hinting at the fact that this is yeah. not an uncommon common thing at the highest levels of the profession. Of so, so if we can go way back in history, what was that drilled route out of the cave? Um, Where? Oh, I I can't even. There was a really histor- historic case of this. Was uh, Akira? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred yeah. Ruling claimed it was yes. the first five fifteen B, even though I don't even think. He, 515A had been established. No, when it he hasn't. 514D was the hardest yeah. route in the world. And he was like fucking. And it was a, it was a mostly drilled route too. Or yeah, that's, actually I think that's sections correct. that were empty. They had to drill through, mm-hmm. and 
then he says, yeah, I sent. But I had same kind of case. Like, yeah. oh, so I called Mike on Instagram and Mike deleted all his Instagram shit because yes. that's what everybody does after they start it. And now you can't get a hold of the Blair. So the reason the whole Syed story is particularly interesting is the fact that the reason that this director called him out is they were literally working on a film together about the Frank and Yura and the history of like doing action direct. And the director had emphasized repeatedly like, Hey, if you're going to do this fucking thing, if I'm not there, that's Just take fine. it with an iPhone but video literally, or call me or yeah. Like really simple stuff at, at this day and age to have a, an iPhone, any phone these days, yeah. set it up and just film it so and we the have director it. lived 30 minutes away 30 minutes away he yeah, said but he could he, get there Said said i contacted him he had limited days there was there were a lot of weather issues at the same time Mm-mm. that's i'm just telling you what i read oh, so like, there were a lot of issues and he was like he wasn't always free he was free for like an hour and a half on this day or he was these I'm just I telling you a testimony so. i don't think what so. he's saying you know these are the same articles so we should we should call out Andrew Bisharat for yes. writing this article on Evening Sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On the culture of calling out, Andrew Bisharat brought yeah, all wrote. this to yep. light. Yeah. Who is obviously one of the best writers in the climbing world. Uh, runs the Run Out podcast. Um, works for Nat Geo. Writes for Rock and Ice. Blah blah blah. Everybody, but he wrote about it on Evening Sense, and he's a friend of Saeed. Mm-hmm. And well, so, that so must was have... so was the guy that called him out on not sending. This was yeah. an old climbing partner of his, or even at that point, I thought a current I mean, climbing partner. Pretty serious collaborator. Yeah, yeah collaborator yeah. at least. Um, yeah, what's does it? Do you have any uh, definitive thoughts about it? I we've climbed with Saeed a, a bit, me and you, Lynn. In bar- Bishop, I barely no in Joe's Valley. Joe's Valley is where it was. I, barely climbed with him. I think it's he is a I don't really know him at all. Incredibly friendly. Yeah. Super mm-hmm. uh chill, really really nice guy who will literally climb like when Andrew wrote this guy will climb with anybody. It is yeah. true. He climbed with us all day long. Mm-hmm. Um we were with our mutual friends were our friends with him. But um it's very interesting to me. It, it's it smells a little. It's a little fishy. fishy. It, 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 it is fishy, but then again, he he does back up his argument as everybody's done this. It's a five fifteen eight. What is it? It's not bringing me wealth. It's not bringing me. It's fame. a fourteen D. Okay, so fourteen D. Oh, so even, even lower. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Here's the thing. Is <laughs> sorry, and he said. It's been done so many times. People warm up on this but shit. But it was a part of a film project. Which like he, he said he volunteered so he could do it for. Again, then. Here's some, no, they were working well, together. Yeah, that's what they're asking him to well, do. Here's, the, here's this is the, th- the few things that make it particularly suspicious. He claims that the day he went and did it, he had some random belayer that he never met before. Mike. Who has disappeared who off has Instagram. Disappeared. Yep. All messages or history of their interactions are gone. And technically... Uh, this person has apparently sort of come to light and said, I was there. That's not really him, though. It's really hard to... That's just weird. That's, yeah, exactly. It's just Bisher- weird. Bisharat doesn't think that's a real guy. He yes. thinks it's a troll. Exactly. And then there's the whole fact that 
everyone who saw Saeed trying this route before he actually did it, it just seemed like he was really far away. They were saying that he couldn't do the jump move. He couldn't do the crux when they saw yeah. him, and then he w- came back after climbing in Spain and suddenly did the did the route, you know? Yeah. And Andrew Bishrat's article kind of touches on the fact that Andrew himself has seen Saeed, like, struggle bust his way up a route and then next go do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... It's curious. Here's the thing. And then this is an, another interesting thing is Daniel Woods, Carlo Traversi have both weighed in on this and talked about mm-hmm. how when you're at that level where you're doing stuff that has significance, doing action direct, it doesn't matter if it's 14D now, it's still significant. Like you'll see it on 8A.new, you'll see it on new sites because it's one of the most famous routes in the exactly. world. Exactly. It's a historic route. And if you're trying to be paid as an athlete, you're already doing a documentary about climbing this route. It is not that hard to just fucking film it. You know, it doesn't have to be yeah. the best film ever. Doesn't have to. It has to. Just it can put be your shit iPhone film. in a shoe. Yeah. Yeah, but that that brings up the whole it. thing of: Do you really have to film every single fucking yeah. thing you do? Yeah. Like, it, like, I, are you guys gonna? If I didn't film some, like seven, eight, nine, I did. You're are you not guys paid gonna be to like, climb. Well, yeah. This I'm is not. your. This is his living. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Yeah, but, but what about he, the days has he when never we didn't done have anything do this. on this at this range either? What's that? I mean, what's his climbing history shown? Has he ever done this? This no, like level? He's, his ability level is definitely high enough to climb this for that's sure. What There's I no thought. doubt so, about. That's what brings the mystery to all of this. I'm but not going to all t- conjecture. I, that's exactly right. I'm not going to take a stance on it. I think it smells fishy. I have met Saeed, and he's like one of the nicest professional climbers I've ever met in my entire life. But it's weird. It's just weird. Even if he, even if he did it, it is fucking bizarre. It's weird, and that's really all I can say. It's literally if he hadn't been working on this documentary, yes, about climbing this thing, exactly. It would be so. It'd be like, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, could. Yeah, but buy was that. it his documentary? Or it's was literally it a documentary, documentary about Saeed going to Frank and you're talking to locals, learning the history while working action direct in the hopes of sending it for the climax that of the is film. The movie. It's about him. I didn't know it was all based it. on him. I didn't it, know it was that just either. Yeah. yeah, it was just more about the history. I that thought it he was, was more general. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's about him doing it in the, like the history of the route. Anyway, anyway. it is very curious. That is a really good one, man, because that's uh, it's so weird. Andrew it's... has done such a great job like documenting this. Yeah, and yet I don't think there is a consensus. I'm gonna, I mean, here's yeah. here, if you're yeah. inside shoes right now, if you want to clear this whole thing up, dude, just it's time to go again. back. <laughs> he said he didn't want to put the effort. He was like, I spent so long doing that. He did, he, though, spend yeah. that long, and he was. Well, he says he spent a long time, like between trips, back yeah, and forth, back did, and yeah, forth. And he was true. like, "I don't, I don't have the urge now because I already what's, did it." Yeah, I, and like, here's what sucks though: is your reputation's a little bit on the line right now. You're being really called is, out yeah. because, quite frankly, things are a little bit suspicious. And uh, if you're a professional athlete, I feel like sometimes you gotta you gotta put it on the line and just fucking repeat a climb you've done <laughs> maybe <laughs> true yeah i don't know it's very I mean, we um, talked to you know that's this kind of brings up an interesting thing is we talked to paul robinson and we yeah. brought up the fact that he was called out for not doing lucid dreaming potentially i remember that because mm-hmm. he didn't have the uncut footy and <laughs> i love, that. Only I love coming that. Too. yeah uncut footy yeah 
And I guess for me, the big difference between Paul and and uh, Saeed doing it is that we have definitive proof that Paul had done all the moves on it. And you have a lot more evidence that Paul was capable of climbing something, I feel like, at that grade than Saeed. And he spent almost a half hour on this fucking podcast <laughs> telling us the entire story yeah. of like why he didn't yeah. have uncut footage on well, that. I got to tell you though, like, um, and Saeed really, <clears throat> he hasn't been but on. No, nobody has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He hasn't yeah. been on the podcast. <laughs> He's a liar. He's a liar. <laughs> nobody, nobody has footage of him. Cause, uh, one of the statements was Saeed like uh draw to draw. That was, it was he what? Of, they, they said oh, he was sending draw, it yeah. bolt to bolt. Yeah. Like he was hang dogging the whole thing. And he was like, I really wasn't having that much difficulty. It was with the jump move. And so there's no footage of him falling at every bolt and having to pull himself back up. So their statements, so yeah. That, what the fuck, Lynn? <laughs> Conjecture. <laughs> Lynn's just <laughs> throwing like a, salt. Like I'm, on, I'm on Rebel, 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 Matlock. Rebel, Matlock. Matlock, dude. At least give me yeah. Columbo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're aging ourselves yeah, here. Anywho. Anywho, My like, uh, you know, the, at the, the same <laughs> argument is Lansbury. if you're going to make a statement about somebody and you're there shooting, do they have footage of him like just barely making it bolt to bolt? Like if that's what they're shooting anyway. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't. Nobody, nobody's made that statement. They've just Hon- said, I heard. All right. No. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can, we I could th- do I this all if, night. If we watched like 10 episodes yeah. of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> that's my jam that was that's, my next one that's our age bracket maybe a little bit of Matlock a little bit of Columbo and uh, a little bit of Angela Lansbury's Murder She Wrote I think we could uh, smoke out what's going on here but that is a fucking great one good one yeah so new and wonderful. Bisharat great job yeah that was a great article and a super cool interesting discussion and Saeed I hope you did it okay yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, next I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like uh this is close to home because I spent a lot of time here uh, through college. And uh, the Holy Boulders were permanently yeah, protected that's right. this year. Yep. And like, I I remember when the first trip I made down there, um, I don't even know where I met the guy at. I don't know what I did, but he gave me directions. And I drove down this dirt road with full trust, like, yeah, just go to here and then turn this way and go this other way. And you're going to see like three light poles and then there's a small pole off. And if you go there, you'll see a trail across the road. And I was like, all right. So fucking went for it. And <laughs> sure enough, there's a fucking trail. And I start walking up it. And man, like when you see uh, what Jungle Book and the New Zero, uh, Turkey Jerky, like all these great... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's a real thing, Feedy. <laughs> when you see this shit, yeah, I was like, man, this, this is so cool. And it was like, uh, Soil has a, just a lot in my climbing history. So, uh, yeah, those are empty. That's probably why I'm kind of struggling through this one. <laughs> Honestly, but, uh, you know what? That's a great one. Um, one it's, of my, on, it's on my list was, of overall yeah. things that happened in the yeah, climbing world of, this year. One of my first out-of-state climbing trip there on, went on was to so ill to the holy boulders and it was a oh. fucking disaster <laughs> i was like 18 these two like 27 year olds brought me along 
they just smoked a ton of weed. Yes. Didn't actually know where any of the climbing was because we didn't have a guidebook. We went on fucking July 3rd. Oh, no. It was hot. So we spent one of the you days. You can't do that. Yeah. One of the days was literally spent walking around being lost. Day two, it rained the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> day three, some guy felt bad for us and gave us like a 1998 guidebook for there that just had rope climbing. And that was not that helpful. <laughs> oh, what a... I'm, I'm sure glad it got protected then yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like an amazing place. Amazing. It was a great time. Um, that is badass, by the way. That was on my list of overall things. It's it's When the Midwest has a climbing area... We need so, those. So nice. As, I mean, there's a lot down there. Yeah. I know. The, yeah. the, the, the holy bolt, just that whole holies soul ill area. Not only yeah. the holies, but that whole area and Taylor Falls and Devil's Lake... You know, when these places get protected for flyover country, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. All right. What next? What next? <laughs> Dave literally has a fucking piece of paper. I need a bucket. Mm. He's like, what am I going to pick? All right, I got one. This is one of the things that made me laugh this year. <laughs> Man. Something vibrated. If uh, if the if the fucking microphones just got that, Travis just ripped off a gold medal. When, yeah, fart. worthy. Like there worthy. is definitely a nugget in your pants, bro. <laughs> and would, you don't need to talk about it. Don't say anything. Yeah, don't say That's anything. gonna be the end of it. Um, and I mean, <laughs> I mean a log. Let's be honest. Forever <laughs> on a podcast. Probably a log. Forever on the internet. You're so lucky you have a girlfriend. But already. if we have Instagram footage, did it actually happen? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. made uncut footy of that yeah. ripper. Did I send that? Uh, yeah, you sent it, dude. We're we're all about know. ready to send it. I didn't that. see it happen. You don't see farts. It's not that. Let's, let's move on. Let's right. move on. I've Christ embarrassed almighty. myself Fucking enough. God. Come on. This is why I don't like to sit on wooden chairs when we're doing yeah, this. Yeah, where's my pillow? What a ripper. <laughs> I was like, a, when you're flying a kite, and went, like a oh, hard yeah. squall yeah, yeah. hits yeah, your yeah. kite and it goes. Yeah, and you're like, please, kite, hang on. Oh, kite, don't die. No, poopy. Travis just had a fucking. He just had a high altitude kite fart. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I've never had a kite shit on me. Yeah. All right, you guys know uh, Louis Vuitton. The yeah. like, yeah. they make yeah. like handbags mm-hmm. and shit like that. Louis Vuitton. Vuitton. Really, what is it? <laughs> Louis, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Hold on, say it again. Louis Vuitton. Which one? Is it Lynn? Louis Vuitton. Oh, Louis Vuitton. she's drunk. On this. <laughs> she's like, Louis Vuitton. Um, what a Louis transition. Vuitton released a $1,590 chalk bag this year. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not. No, I saw it. It's good. I bought it. What? Did you buy it? Yeah. Oh my it's, gosh. How did, oh my does it work? Is it, was it worth it? Yeah, it's super nice. I mean, it doesn't hold that much chalk and it actually like isn't, the, it's not really meant to be used for climbing. And it's white. And it's, you know, yeah. it's dirty real quick. But it was the best five grand I have ever spent. It was 1000 Okay. $590. I mean, they became collector's items after they knew. Oh, who yeah, went in obviously. a fight? Mm-hmm. The heavy metal chalk bag purse? 
or <sighs> oh, dude, heavy, it metal. Baton. heavy metal would consume, consume. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the heavy metal thunder purse? Yeah. Yeah. Who won? <laughs> Did anyone win that? I thought we gave that Nobody's, away. It's somewhere around here. It's no, we haven't given it's it away. In the first, first person to email Dave gets it. I will ship it to you. Like cutting right. itself. Here's, I have I'm a little ready. bit. I have a little bit more about this. So when I see that happen, (laughs) you know what it reminded me of? It's my life. (laughs) It reminded me of, um, okay, I'm going to make a Pearl Jam reference, but this isn't about Pearl Jam. It's about, it's about like a, then why'd you say Pearl Jam? It's about the co-opting of a popular movement, like grunge. So I remember when Eddie Vedder used to wear like his corduroy jacket. Right. Yeah. In the early nineties. Yeah. And then Dave McAllister had a corduroy jacket. <laughs> oh my god. Let him finish. <laughs> yeah. We're um, not here to tear him down. We aren't. Home again. An open heart. Y'all email, <laughs> email me when you're done with this shit. <laughs> All right. So when he was wearing that, he uh he saw that people were set like Macy's or whatever was selling corduroy jackets that he bought for like 60 bucks for like $700. Mm-hmm. And on the runways of all the mm-hmm. French run, like fashion yeah. runways, they were like showing grunge gear. And it feels like we are at a time in climbing where, well, it's, it, it has happened that our ethos and our values are, subsumed by consumerism and co-opted into this bullshit fashion world. And the monetary yeah. value is you know, put on that. You know what yeah. I would love more than anything for the next episode of the Thundercling podcast? I want to have somebody on. I want to have the one person on A that female. actually bought that. Oh, oh the Louis oh, Vuitton bag? The bag? Do I you guarantee, think anybody I did? I guarantee someone yeah, bought I think that. somebody did too. And yeah. I would love to talk to them and be like, why did you buy this? <laughs> And does it what like? And is it actually? It, was it, it nice? Was there only like one made to sell? Yeah. No. Or, no. Like, it was like Louis mass. Vuitton made like the bags, and they were selling them on their site. Yeah. I should this, talk to my mom. This kind of reminds me of Zoolander. Like what? What was the garbage shit they wore in Zoolander? I have no idea. Derelict. Derelict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Like it, it's the same thing. It's like you wear a trash bag all of a sudden it's fucking fancy. And people well, that's are like, what I'm saying. I, f- I feel yeah. like climbing culture is being co-opted or subsumed and to be co-opted to like this, you know, to make marketed to make money. I mean, surfing's gone through it. A bunch of sports have gone through oh, yeah. it. But Everything's it, oh, yeah. gone through it's it. It's fucking jarring. It's jarring to see it's weird in 2019 to see climbing like have a sixteen hundred dollar chalk. I'm, I'm yeah, so glad it's a dirt bag fucking sport. I'm well, glad you brought that up because that is just a very interesting thing that happened. It's just it reminds yeah. me in my life. It reminds me of, of that whole grunge yeah, thing. Yeah, how it was mm-hmm. all like fucking holy everybody. pants are gonna start selling. Yeah, holy pants. Everybody started wearing flannels. Yeah. Cheeks. Five dollar flannel. <laughs> The now like is sixty-five dollars. Six hundred pound yeah. lead singer of fucking Tad was like, "Man, <laughs> we wore flannel because it was cold as shit. It cost two dollars <laughs> over at Woolworth. Yeah, <laughs> you know the world." And of... he's like, "Now people are fucking selling them for two hundred dollars. These yeah, it's fucking flannels, yeah. dude. The the world of conceptual art is just either you fucking get it or it is just the most bizarre thing. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I've had some weird conversations. So my mom." kind of works a little bit in that industry and she's like oh it's so beautiful like these ugly ugly 
fucking weird things. I'm like, okay, mom, you have your thing. I like to climb on rocks. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. Can can I make one weird observation right now? Mm. When Feedy talks, it gets so calm. He is a calming presence. I know. I just got really calm. And I think I'm really calm now, too. Shut up, Lynn. But you sound so calm when you're talking to me. All right. And what's your fourth, Lynn, or third? I don't fucking know. Yeah, where are we at? How dare you, Feedy? But I'm still calm. (laughs) Okay. So, Lynn, I think you're on to number four. I'm glad we got to talk about that one, by the way. Yeah. Oh, damn, oh, the chipping and the chipping and... That was oh. literally my number four. Yeah. Yeah. Was, that was, oh, my God. We all... and the stuff. <laughs> you made a song? Do you want to do... Well, you didn't. <laughs> okay. Of all the things we've talked about, this is the first thing we brought up that directly had an impact on my mm. climbing this year. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. fucking, we went out there. Didn't well, hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. ex- do we want to explain what happened? Yeah, let- do you want to explain? I'll explain. Anybody can explain Maybe here. you can explain. Okay. So a group of climbers equipped new routes with fully manufactured sequences. Yes. Okay? That happened. Number two. Another group Another of group of climbers chopped the bolts, filled in the holes of those... Mm-hmm. Um, manufactured holds and put padlocks on the first hanger of other routes to make a statement. Mm -hmm. Number three, (laughs) the Bighorn National Forest (laughs) officials banned route development across the entire forest. Okay, let's talk about that. Why is that a big deal? Because I have many thoughts on why it's a big deal. Well, first of all, it is really... And probably the, maybe the biggest story of climbing this Dude. year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, my so this is the first year I ever went to Ten Sleep mm-hmm. this summer. And it was just so funny. We, so we were staying at the Rock Ranch, which at the time I didn't realize was fucking owned by Louis, Louis Anderson, Anderson. Mm-hmm. who is one of, who is nicknamed, by the way, is Gluey Anderson on fucking Mountain Project and all those forums. <laughs> because he's one of the people who's most... Uh, known mm. for doing this kind of shit. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. uh, fairly unfairly. I think I, in my personal yes. opinion, this is opinion. Fairly, he is the figurehead yes. of manufactured routes intensely. Yeah. So it was just interesting. We were like staying at his r- ranch, and then realizing, like, oh man, if we're staying here, we're sort of picking a side without realizing that we're picking the side of somebody who's. Because now it's like there's this divide in the ten sleep community. You know, you're either on the side of rock ranch or chopping bolts so okay my question is this this was a terrible outcome for climbers yes in Mm -hmm. my opinion absolutely that the national forest service got involved yeah like that's uh anathema to everything that climbing stands for like we take care of our own shit so in your guys's opinion i have my own opinions um, what lessons can we like learn from this? Because we, if we don't take lessons from a fuck up this bad, 
We're going to keep making these terrible mistakes. That This isn't about like the Olympics and fucking who climbed water, who didn't. This is like we affecting lost access. our yes. access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because, especially because 10 Sleep is an area with a lot of potential still for development. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, Wyoming as a state is mm-hmm. just a gem, dude. For well, mm-hmm. I'm not agreeing with anything. But, um, you know, historically, like in Lander at Wild Iris, you know, they would file down a lot of those yes. pockets. Yes, that is. So um, they're not as sharp. So it's it's more, I mean, well, it's partially like where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. Because historically in some of these places, they have been um, already been subjected to. They're making them comfortable. They're yes. like comfortizing, comfortizing the hold. Yeah, but it's still. I, yeah. the, you don't manure, alter that shit. Yeah, manufacturing. Yeah. I, I would, mean, didn't yeah. Ivan Green get in trouble for? Yeah, that? but that he was, was totally different. He was, but yeah. it's, it's that was alteration. That was that was all chipping as well. I, he was caught on video. Chip, like I, whatever you do, you know, like if you can't climb that shit because it's sharp, then don't climb it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. So. That's but then are you going to shut down Wild Iris because all these routes were altered from the beginning? But that isn't you know? no, no. You that just isn't, don't. You don't continue that. That trend. Well, here's like here's where stop. they took it too far, in my opinion. Is they there's straight up crags at Ten Sleep that are almost ninety eight percent manufactured holds, not just you know like comfortizing, which is in itself like a questionable ethic. Main routes. Yeah, like completely yeah, manufactured. Completely manufactured and routes. Like sequences are completely manufactured. Then uh, natural holds, natural yeah. holds for twenty feet. And, then. Five feet of so it's just like bear climbing, like that they manufactured yes, because exactly. it couldn't be done. That's why there's actually a real question about this. And this, I mean, two things. One was the fact that it directly impacted our experience there this summer because, like for example, Morgan was trying this route, which we didn't realize was completely manufactured, which is a testament to a maybe the fact that the manufacturing that already is present on, like comfortizing, is maybe more severe than we thought. But we went back, and one of the routes Morgan was trying was completely, like, cemented and had a red bolt on it because it was a fucking fake route. But that's just interesting was going back and be like, holy shit, like, this is a fucking, there's a war going on right here, mm. you know? So I missed I missed that beginning. You said that they they padlocked the first bolt or two because... Not on those routes. They put it on, like, other routes yeah. in, like, um, defiance of what was happening. All these manufactured mm-hmm. routes, they were doing it as a statement, like, so fuck you, for you the manufactured climb. route, so... Just other routes, period. Just yeah, manufactured randomly. routes. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But they were just saying, like, this is, Here's- this is bullshit because Louis Anderson was completely... I, I, I don't know the word. Um, if I was... His enemy, I would say he was belligerent. People talked to him, um, and he didn't acquiesce to their request to stop manufacturing, and he manufactured, and they talked to him again, and he manufactured, and they talked to him again. So finally, it frothed over to them filling in the fucking Mm -hmm. manufactured holds and chopping bolts and putting padlocks on other routes that were manufactured just on the first hangar. Just basically close it down. It's not natural. Close it down. Exactly. And but did you did you guys know about this when you were out there? Like, no. did you start to discover this? We started to discover it while we were there because, yeah, like we like I said, we went there, tried this route. Morgan was psyched on it. We came back and it was like cemented and padlocked. Oh, and how? Like just overnight. 
Well, it was like a week or two. But like, I mean, we were in the middle, we were going there in the middle of this whole battle. But what I wanted Mm -hmm. to say was the second point is the fact that I think this whole thing is a good example of what happens when there isn't actually a very strong body of leadership. Precisely. There's, that was an example of two extremely div- divisive schools of thought on the ethics, and there wasn't one unified body. And so the the clashing of these two groups essentially led to the overarching group, which is the fucking land management being Government, like, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's precisely it. Yeah. This is the, this is the lesson. In my mm, mind, you mm-hmm. just hit it, Fidi, is that if climbers don't have local grassroots organizations that they can be a part of equally all sides. They can um, join in this organization and work out their beefs or fucking whatever. If we can't do that, then this is what I glean. We're going to create such a fucking stink Mm -hmm. that the federal government's going to get involved and they're going to close down yes. route development because we can't work out shit like we have for the history of our sport ourselves so th- it's kind of old school tactics though when you're going to when you go way back to um like Yosemite them chopping bolts they didn't feel i mean should have been like uh, who bolted this route like yeah but that's this is one route here and there this was a fucking this is a cr- these Crisis. are whole crags. This is the whole yeah. area. Oh, that stuff tastes horrible. And it's yeah, we all just took a shot of the swag. <laughs> Not me, I'm the smart oh, one. Oh god, the Hungarian. I love this. <laughs> I think I, I think there are three things to take away from this. One, don't fucking chip and don't manufacture unless it's like private land mm-hmm. and it's you can do whatever uh, you if want. If it's on yours, it. it's yours. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I, We've talked about this since we first started climbing. Yeah. If you were on a farmer's land and there was a glass <sighs> cliff, fucking manufacture yeah. it. I don't Did care. It comfort. Um, well, here's number, a, here's number a, two, yeah. I, I think, is don't fucking chop bolts before taking it before a body at least yeah. and making it really they, really public even though these guys sentences. did yeah. but they kind of did I, yeah. I'm definitely on their side number three is solve problems with the local community yeah. before we ever ever get anybody yeah. who's not a climber involved no mm-hmm. forest service no national no BLM do not get the federal government involved with this because they talk to each other this is a constellation yeah. Of government offices that will spread the word that climbers are fucking up our natural yeah. resources. I I do want to mention the fact though that based on what I've read, essentially if it wasn't for comfortizing, um, in general, there would be probably very very little limestone climbing because mm-hmm. it's so it's such a sharp type of rock uh, that quite frankly, flesh. <laughs> Yeah, cannot doesn't. handle it <laughs> so that i i kind of like you know what if i don't know if i'm against like a little bit of because if you've climbed on limestone you've climbed on manufactured roots we fucking started yeah, we started Travis, on limestone like start that's yeah. how we and were just, oh you too that's yeah, how we yeah. were all raised slicing a finger like well, the thing just is, opening knuckles up like crazy another thing yeah. you need to remember like in this fucking current climate in america especially of black and white Everything's black and white. Yeah. It isn't. No. Everything has nuance. Everything has shades of gray. 
So maybe comfortizing <laughs> is okay. I fucking I don't have I don't the answers yeah, on this exactly. But, but may, that's a conversation I, that community. You know what needs I can tell you is undeniably not okay is fucking making full on holds. That's where I think most of the climate community community can be like, you know what? You're right. If we don't have to fucking drill up if it's if it's not there it's not there right you know one of the worst unless it's on private property well it's on private property do whatever the fuck you want gym do what you want with your stuff but like if it's on your land you can do whatever the fuck you want i don't care care. one of the worst anyways (laughs) one of the worst things i've ever worst manufactured roots i've ever seen is in squamish if you go to squamish there's that giant boulder the cockadamon boulder that has Dreamcatcher on it yeah on one of the faces there is a root that climbs up this face that is so blatantly manufactured. It's like, it looks like bowling ball holds, you know, yeah. it's like a thumb uh, hole yeah. and like yeah. the three fingers and then like a perfect four finger slot here. And you look at that and you're like, man, that looks so dumb. I don't know. Like it's, it doesn't have to be there. It was a blank face. Shoot. You know, Who there's cares? other stuff to yeah. climb near it. It's really a complicated thing to yeah, talk about. I'm going to tell not, a, I'm going to tell a quick story. When I was in Korea, I was working on a first ascent that would have been quite hard. Um uh for me, but would have been up there in the in the country's level. I don't think I could have climbed it, but I was working on it. Yeah. And um I'd been working it for maybe 3 months. Maybe a year. Fuck, I don't remember. And um Anyway, me and my buddy were warming up at the area yeah. in South Korea, and we heard this. Uh, we heard this like who, who metal, was there? Metal. It was me and James Florio. No, no. Who was at the door? Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway. Santa. You're fired. Uh, You're fired. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Let's cut that. No, out. No, 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 keep going. Uh, we want to hear know, your I'm, story. I'm so he, uh, we heard this knocking, and um, it was definitely like sounded like chisel on rock, <laughs> and it came from the area where I was like where my project was, and me and my buddy were like, oh my fucking god, what is that? Let's go, put on our sh- uh, our, uh, our like approach shoes, and ran over there, and. Ran to the area where the sound was coming from, and there was a guy chipping the route I was working on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> with his girlfriend taking video with her phone. Of him chipping? Yes. Are you sh- <laughs> I instantly recognized him as one of the strongest boulderers. Who, oh I mean, this gosh. is 2006, so he certainly isn't anymore. But he was one of the strongest boulders in Korea, like V12, V13. What? And with my limited Korean, I was just like, hey, this is my project. This is my project. Don't do not do that. I had no idea what chip was. So I was like, yeah, no, Stop. no, don't do. No, don't do. <laughs> uh, mine, my, my work. Uh, and he, in, in, in English, in English, he was like, oh, no footholds. No footholds, because he had limited English. He was like, no footholds, so I'm putting... And he just kept going. And I, (laughs) me and my friend James, walked, like, just put up our hands and walked away from that, because... Where'd you guys hide the body? 
Yeah. No. <laughs> That's why he's not the best climber anymore. Yeah. Right? He's like, so he was he done after that day. No, yeah. we fucking like just slowly walked away and, you know, talked about it. And it's like, this is not our country. This is not our Craig. These are not our ethics. It's this still is, not an hold excuse on. for him. But this is why I'm saying, I agree with you. Yeah, it's still yeah. not an excuse. But this is why this whole conversation about manufacturing and chipping and comfortizing and chopping is so fucking difficult. Mm-hmm. Because you have local ethics, you have national ethics, you have just... People wanting to climb routes, people who don't fucking care. It's very difficult yeah. to talk about. Yeah. You think you would just say, no jibbing, no manufacturing, yeah. fuck it, everybody else is wrong. But that's not necessarily the absolute case. Yeah. That's why it's a lot so of parallels. difficult. I see a lot of parallels to that and other things going on. Yeah. I would say no chipping ever. Yeah. But it's just. That's just not the ethic everywhere in the world. Yeah. R.I.P. Well, <laughs> great topic. Great thing to bring up, Lynn. I liked it because it's fucking on all of our lists. Except maybe mm-hmm. Travis's serial yeah, killer that, list. that was my no, next one. No, it's on my purple list. <laughs> it's on, yeah. I think that, Lenny, I think that was the number one story of the year for, like, core climbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the most disturbing thing that I was read very all disturbing. year. It was. Absolutely. What do we have? Okay. Uh, we number didn't... four. Number four, we didn't just record like 20 minutes and actually not record it. <laughs> so, sauce night. Sauce night. Sauce number night. four, I blame everyone having to go pee. Minko was my number four. Minko Nikolov. Because, you know, not just because his name, but because he was fucking struck by lightning. Holy shit. A climber shit. who was struck by lightning in RMNP. Yes. And, you know, he's, he is somebody who was a fucking, a uh, really significant part of. I would say the the Denver climbing scene. I think most people who climb at any of the gyms around here or in the front range probably kind of know Minko. So him getting grievously injured by a lightning strike was in everybody's headspace. And uh, not only was that insane, but now Minko, four months out of being struck by this lightning, <laughs> is already <laughs> in the gym... <laughs> He's already in the gym climbing again. Damn. Because he's a freaking savage. Let's tell the story a bit. So yeah. he was coming down. He went up to climb at Upper Upper Chaos, yes. an RMNP, and a storm rolled in. He's like, he I'm was, fucking out. Yeah, he's smart. He was like, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go any farther. He was alone. So he, he walked back out. He went below tree line and the storm rolled in. And during that storm, there was one lightning strike. And it hit him in the shoulder like six inches from his head and nearly killed him. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing is (laughs) that a a dude... Did somebody already cover this? Yeah, well, he was on the Thundercling podcast. Yeah, wait, did you listen, you <laughs> listen to that, right? Thanks for Travis? mentioning that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah, listen sure. to it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah listen to episode like 24, 3, 23, if you want to hear more about it. But why is that the biggest story of the year for you? I don't know, man. It's somebody who I would have described before this experience as kind of an acquaintance, someone I know. And after... You know, going to visit him, having him on the podcast and seeing him around the gym, you know, we've become better friends, but 
I mean, just knowing whenever you know somebody who's had such a close brush with death, mortality, right? Yeah, yeah, death. Yeah, it's a good reminder that you know climbing, just just going out and being in nature can be kind of dangerous sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> one weird. So I visited Minka one time and in the hospital. In the hospital. We hung out, and then this one of the doctors and nurses was like, "Hey, like this is the one, you know, it's the first Wednesday of the month, and we have our like anti boredom loneliness club. So come with us, and we're gonna do some etch a sketch." So I went with him, and we we're <laughs> essentially etching out, you know, like those. It's like this black sheet of paper, but if you etch it, it like makes like pretty silver stuff. Okay. So Mink and I were there, like etching these things, and there was just this lady in there, and she had a she had a lighter in her hand. <laughs> Whoa! There's a random what? lady. Well, because it was a lighter. It was on the burn unit floor, and it was for people. Whoa, with the lighter? And it was for people who were like burned, or for family relatives to come and hang out. And she was just sitting who there. Who the with, fuck's It was really bizarre. She was literally just sitting there with a lighter. In her this hand. is a like, horror story. It's like Why? this little bit odd Why? thing to have in the burn unit yeah. of a fucking hospital, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and what was she like? Flipping it on and off? Was she like taunting the burn unit victims? Honestly, I don't remember. I just remember her holding it. And I was like, why are you holding that here? It, it was just bizarre is all I have to say about her. But uh, oh, that's uh, weird. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I, I, what no, a strange no twist No one brought it up, story. but I was just like. I don't like it. It's like, I don't like put, it one bit. I don't why are like you, it. Why do you have that here? It's a, a, it's a hospital. So you shouldn't be even thinking about smoking in here. And then we're also in the fucking burn unit. Where this guy is, we're sitting there, she's holding this lighter, this guy is telling a story about his autistic son whose shirt got caught on fire, burned Jeez. 95% of his body. Ugh. I'm just like, this is weird. I don't weird. like this lady. Yeah, I got weird. Sorry. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that really got dark, Speedy. It was weird, yeah. All right, let, Travis. <laughs> I don't, I don't, fucking I don't, God, man, pull us back. 2019, 2019. Real rock. Real rock. Whoa. I love real rock. <laughs> so real. <yeah. laughs> wait, wait, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This <laughs> guy <laughs> might have had one too many. Are no, you, no, are I you just... Here, do you Feedy need more brought Zoc? me down so far. I yeah, need Zoc. Yeah, I need some more Zoc. Yeah. And uh, Feedy, like, the, that hole I was in, can't get, I couldn't fucking get out of it. So you're yeah. saying that I, real, real rock, rock was one of your favorite uh, stories of the year. <laughs> it's not a story. It's a combination of stories. In visual <laughs> form. Oh, Video yeah. actually, yeah. No, I did. I've, I mean, I look forward to that every year. So yeah. if I'm on in a year from now, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Dave just had a disgusted look on his face. <laughs> that yeah. whole interaction was Pull hilarious. Together, man. Yeah. Take that, Zwak. Hurry, hurry. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. If I'm on in a year, I'm gonna say Real Rock again because not only do they have the smoke and hot MC. Um, at wow. least in Denver. Mm. Hey, yeah. the smoke. Yeah, that's hot that's a shout in the David and the, <laughs> and the a, movies and uh, the popcorn uh, and the films. Yeah, gigantic lie. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I just look forward to it. I look forward to sitting in like that. I agree. That like, I agree. I love it. I fucking love Real Rock. Every I just year. go to heckle yeah. Dave. Really. Well, it's gotten better, Lynn. Anyway, this year's Real Rock was uh, incredibly tremendous. I mean, first of all, uh, the United States of Joe's was yeah. what I think the first political movie that Peter Mortimer and Sender Films has ever made. Yeah. 
And that was great. And then you have, of course, um, this touches on all of the people who have died in climbing yes, this year. Absolutely. With um which is another huge story that I'm not super psyched to talk about. No. Well, I think yeah. other people can talk really, about better. They didn't really cover that though. I mean Yeah, I know, but in retrospect when you see the no speed record film and you see Brad in there, it's um it's of course when we saw it he was still alive. Um and like him it's just a, it's so fun to watch him. Like it's amazing watching him. Like it's I mean, so lighthearted. He was, he was yeah. one of the great I mean, he was not only his climbing resume, but his attitude. He was one of the great climbers in the world and I knew him a tiny bit, but Lynn, you knew him. Uh you climb with him in the valley and in the creek. How did that make you feel? I mean, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and he is one of many, many we lost this year, and I mean, I didn't want to bring this up, but certainly death in the climbing world was huge this year. We lost just tons of yeah accomplished climbers, and climbers just important to their communities from the valley to Colorado to uh. I think Utah. I think one piece of information that anybody who does any kind of climbing that involves using ropes, uh, you should definitely be a subscriber to the American Alpine Club. Every year they release a accident report, I believe, yeah. and that accident report is extremely informative. Uh, they just they go over any serious accidents or deaths that happened. They talk about what went wrong, how it could have been prevented. Very good information. Uh, and it's just, you know, if you can learn from something, you should, especially in climbing in a sport where little mistakes have huge consequences. Yeah, man. It's so hard. We, um, we're in this sport where, like, we constantly lose our members. I remember when that free soloist from the Southeast, I don't remember his name. Anybody here remember his name? Austin something. Yeah. Austin something. Um, I didn't prepare for this, so I don't remember his name. I I knew his name like 10 months ago, but when he died, you know, that was, he was a free soloist who had a big online presence and he died. And then David Lama and Jesse Ross Kelly and Hans Hauer yeah. and yeah. uh, I mean, Andre Leclerc. I don't know if that was this yeah. year or late last year. Yeah, man. I mean, we were fucking nuts. playing in a very, very dangerous game. And uh, Austin Howell. Yeah, that was his name from the Southeast. Austin Howell. He was 31 years old and he died. You know, um, anyway, the most important thing is uh, (laughs) the safety talk. And we don't need to do this whole thing. But fucking remember that we are playing in an extremely dangerous sport, even though we all feel so safe all the time. I don't. I uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't exactly. Yeah, I, don't. I don't feel safe when I'm climbing with you. I only feel oh, safe dude, when I don't. I don't me. use a Grigory upside down. But um, oh, yeah, God, that's I, I, for I've another time. Yeah. 
I have a story about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, man, I did not mean to kick that off. I was excited. You like, didn't kick uh, it off. Yeah, I was, I'm yeah, sorry. Real I Rock was, uh, <laughs> I was, Like, you really brought us to a dark place, I'm but sorry. Real Rock was amazing. So nobody like, is... Especially, especially United States of Joe's. Yeah, like, that was being, great. Starting to climb there back in the day when, you know, there weren't even guidebooks out for the place, and... Like seeing the progress and going and eating. Well, I didn't eat them, but oh, you guys with diabetes ate those donuts. So, <laughs> like, like that. I've seen you eat one. Butterfinger Bullshit. donuts. Butterfinger Bull donuts. Shit. I just had that. Like, anyway. Yeah. Refried <laughs> steak, chicken stuff. Even better. Um, yeah. Oh, delicious. With butterfingers but, on that. <laughs> exactly. Butterfinger <laughs> sprinkled. Chicken fried steak. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> nah, like, like hearing the struggles that were in a place we could see it happening. Yeah. And how they resolved it, like, fairly easily just by communicating. Amazing. Like, that's what I was really impressed with with uh, Real Rock. You know, a crazy thing about climbing is that there's so many new climbers in the world, and they're like, oh, this, this highball climbing, I'm going to. I'm going to try out this highball climbing. So when we all got into climbing, you didn't try out highball. Like there wasn't like, I'm going to try out this mm -hmm. high. I'm just going to climb this route that happens to be high. Mm -hmm. Do you hear about the story oh. of the, of no, this girl, this new climber who went to Roy and, uh, what's that high wall, highball, beautiful pig, beautiful pig. And, uh, it is a fucking highball. <laughs> And the very top of it is the crux, and it's quite intimidating, and it's a V6. And this, like, new climber was like, I'm going to try out highball climbing. And she broke both her legs? She broke her tib fib, but I do, I actually have, so, I, have a, I have something to say to this. Oh, so yes. So okay. I was there this that weekend. We actually saw the ambulance driving to the middle of Mustenio, and we are like, holy shit, like, what the fuck? Oh, no shit. But I do want to say, uh, James Lucas may have kind of spoken a little too soon when he posted that because a member of that climbing party uh rebutted him oh really yeah rebutted him rebutted him and was like hey actually she wasn't just trying out highball climbing she was climbing a bullet prom right next to it and fell on the pads and it was just a freak accident oh she fell on that's what you said lynn like the v3 or whatever next to yeah him? so she's <laughs> like it was just like a fall on the pads and she wasn't like yeah to be fair like james wasn't there heard it secondhand and then i like, kind of sort of sprayed it on his thirty thousand follower post and made it seem like a lot worse than it actually was oh man yeah. that's why i'm glad this podcast exists because we have four different minds to like but bring this I, and and but to be I'm fair i'm sharing mine i guarantee you that story or like somebody being like i'm gonna try I've always wanted to try free selling. I guarantee you some fucking dumbass. Yeah, who whoever says that. like I want to try this. Well, there's the there's the the Oh, I actually ha Oh my god, I crossed it off preemptively, but I did have What are all oh, the scribbles fuck. there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, What's going I on there, scribbled Petey? this off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> god, I have to go. bring it up. I have to bring it up. One of my things, I have no idea why I scribbled this off, but it was that whole rock and ice getting punked by that story on mountain project that someone posted where they were oh, like, they were like me and my friend were tried climbing up one and of the flat irons and we got sketched out. And luckily there was this guy free soloing who said he would lead the next pitch 
But then he just took our trad rack and oh, ran away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Rock and Ice like picked up the story and shared it. And then the person was like, oh, um, Troll. yeah, I made this whole thing Troll. up. <laughs> I didn't hear the whole story about that. What Whatever happened some, with that? It was just made, some guy made it up and was like, yeah, I didn't think Rock and Ice would pick this up. It was supposed to be kind of funny. By the time I read it, it was, oh everyone gosh. was just like, troll, 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 like, troll. It was written really well. It was written it like. Was. It, it was. It like, was written. Guys, if you know, well. like some guy really punked us. And if you see someone, he was like long hair. He ran down. <laughs> Yeah, they described like every climber ever. What's, what's freaky is like it was kind of a believable story. Like if someone wanted to do that, yeah, like they if they could. were in the right place, right time, they definitely. So you're saying if you solo any of the flat irons, you can yeah. steal everybody's trad. If gear. you if you're soloing the flat irons right when an inexperienced crew of people with a bunch of trad gear is struggle bussing. Then your opportunity is set. Dude, like, yeah. The first, yeah, get that booty. Can you imagine that? Right? The person just, like, yeah. not tying in the rope and just be like, suck it. God, you're so good. Yeah, I forgot. The writing on that was really good. Yeah. How, they were like, yeah, and he got really sketched out because of the weather. And we we're like, you're welcome to join us. And he was like, okay, I really appreciate it. You know, I'll, I'll like, help carry this gear, gear down for you. And then he took off like lightning <laughs> with the end of the rope. Yeah, it yeah. must not have been tied in, and no, he just threw it. Yeah. <laughs> no. no shit. Damn it. This is on the second, correct? Uh, it was on one of the first or second. Sorry, sorry first I just really killed that. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I, I should know this. I, should. I think it was the first. I think they're on the first. The first Allegedly. is the one that I hear you should rope up for. Yeah, I was on I've the first, heard... and I tried to pull somebody's piece. <laughs> oh, once. I was I, there. Yeah, I remember a piece. That, yeah, Lynn was climbing up, and I was. I was None like, of us wanted you to guys get it because it was so polished. Yeah, we were free soloing, and I was like, it was so polished. Lynn, I'm gonna. Go over and grab this piece of gear, and I'm like yanking at it, yanking at it, yanking at it. Can't get it free, and then I was like, "Fuck!" Like I'm in a bad place. And you were uh, the fiftieth person to try to get <laughs> yeah, that no, gear out of guaranteed. Yeah. Well, it's like somebody it was gluing a, a quarter yeah, to it the side. Yeah, it was Wasn't a it? yellow, and it looked it was shiny so and nice. And I was drawn to it like a fucking I, crow, and then I, I was like, it was like polished yeah. glass there too. <laughs> I know. And I kind of climbed through it because I didn't want to be a you know um, what do people call it? oh pussy, and I, I climbed through and. I was scared. You for guys a while. survived. Well, obviously. Barely. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Then, then there was. Almost. Yeah. Wait. Does There's that more work? to the yeah. story. <laughs> Not to train, train hijack this, yeah. but there was also the other mountain project story of the guy who, in his tennis shoes, was like, I'm a free soloer. And he oh. claimed to be like, Yeah, it was some new 513 that I used to I run up it all the time. And then he fell like 80 feet <laughs> off the flat iron. And then the mountain project community was like, well, if it was 513, you should have like clearly Oh, known. I remember that guy. That yeah. was er- like early, early this year. Yeah, yeah. That was another bizarre. I don't think I heard bizarre. that one. Yeah, oh, this check is it on the mountain project. Yeah. Okay, anyways, anyways sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so this is the last one before we get into a Christmas movie debate. That will be <laughs> debate or debacle. Yeah, yeah, most likely debacle. Kerfuffle. It'll be yeah. massively truncated because we've gone on so far. <laughs> but um, mine is gonna touch on a bunch of shit we've talked about. 
So Free Solo won the Oscar. Real Rock, I think, had their funniest film ever. Yeah. In the No Speed record. Amazing. Um, and their first political film. Adamandra has the Road to Tokyo series on um, Instagram. Uh, fucking YouTube. YouTube. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. YouTubeagram. Mellow. It's kind of boring. Mellow launched. Climbing films are more available than ever. Mm-hmm. Climbing Stoke is more available to us than ever. And to me, this is a giant thing for people of all ages. So people who've been climbing for 20 years are flabbergasted by all of this. Because we used to have to buy DVDs and before that VHSs. Yes. And I was there. And today, the fucking universe of psych that we can like dig into is everywhere and it's so fucking good and to me that is one of the along with the olympics and all this other shit the explosion of climbing this is one of the biggest stories of the year to me especially adamandra who's he's like pioneering youtube climbing and it's just crazy to me to see that like back in the day Mm -hmm. when king lines came out you had to buy king lines on dvd and we all fucking loved it. And Rampage, we all just devoured it. It's, it's a testament to the power of, of networking. You know, like now the the network to transmit your personality or your endeavors is just so accessible to everybody. Before, yeah, it was like, sure, you can learn about what Chris Armour's up to, but you have to wait a week for this to f- disc to come to you. Yeah. Or Jason <laughs> Kale. You can learn about what Jason Kale is doing. And now we're yeah, just devil f- so interconnected. Um, one fun fact actually is the origin of beta. Like, so people are like, what's your beta and all that stuff. So the, the term beta comes from earlier, earlier generations of climbers sharing be- like it was a type of format on beta 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 disc beta t- yeah oh. it was uh the uh the opposite of like vhs yeah and beta were like battling in yeah. vhs so one people were like where's your beta tape and that's where no beta shit. comes from yeah uh, so is this like a, is this like laser disc because i, didn't know that either. Cause mm-hmm. I <laughs> no beta and vhs were I the remember two beta, like yeah. competing yeah. things and none of us had yeah it's like beta, blue, it's sure. like blu-ray yeah. and hd dvd I remember HD, I think it was HD DVD, but there was two formats yeah, for yeah. this next gen two and Blu-ray one. So it's just renaming the same thing. Well, it's like t- they're they're like s- formats that deliver a similar product that are kind of competing. Yeah, in one, uh, yeah. One it's way yeah. better though because can you imagine <laughs> if VHS would have won and you're like, what's your Yo, VHS? Travis, what's your VHS <laughs> on this fucking project? <laughs> oh, yeah. like and beta said, is way yeah, better. Yeah, but it was it wasn't it beta. Pss- it was beta right. Beta Ray. I don't beta know. Ray. 
What's your what's vis- it? Hey, what's your vests on this project, dude? Oh, dude, do you have laser disc on this project? Because I am fucking <laughs> nah, totally. Man, all I got is Star Wars. All I have is beta. Yeah, I don't have beta, but I do have your. I have some. Uh, all right, DVD. All right, <laughs> fucking to... Jesus Christ! Let's talk. Let's so finish we... this yeah. thing off. All right, because this is the not Christmas only special. the wrap-up show, but the Christmas show. Let's talk about our top five Christmas <laughs> movies ever. <laughs> I can't tell what Lynn's... Are you, are you farting? Does everybody have them? <laughs> do you guys have them in one to five? Like number one to number five? Yeah, I do. Okay. Lynn's out. Lynn's out. Lynn's out. Okay, Lynn is gone. Lynn, Lynn is bowed out. literally the bow smiling out. at all of us <laughs> as she slinks away into the bedroom. And she is literally laughing as she walks away. Sauce She's, Night wins. Okay, Sauce Night wins. So it's only three guys left. <laughs> What's your number one? No, what's your number whoa, five? Whoa. How are we classifying these? Is it? Are we starting with? I'm just top? gonna say we're my... starting with our number five Christmas movie. <gasps> no, let's do one to five. Yeah. What are your top five? Yeah, I'm gonna do my top five. Um, number one. No, start at five. Number five is Frosty the Snowman. Oh, the, the old the... animated. Yeah, the old one. Dude, that is yeah. so good. Okay. Well, I was Quality. like, that is one of the first films I remember. In my life, like oh, I was yeah. in preschool. I oh, watched yeah. it. I cried when he melted. But then he's like, "Don't worry, I'll be back." Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's he melts. Him. Yeah, he melts every he year. Dies. Yeah, no. But then he, but then but he goes back shut to it life. off before that. Nah, your parents we are watched, fucking fooling you. We dude. watched it. Oh my gosh! Okay, what's number for four? So number four is uh, Terminator Two. Fucking cyborg sent what? back in time to protect Christmas. Fucking. <laughs> Fuck what? you, dude. Fuck you. No. Hey, John Connor, Jesus Christ, it's an allegory, dude. You're wrong. Move on. You're Move wrong, on. number I was three. I was joking. Number four was uh, Home Alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then number three, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, oh dude. Great fucking yep, that's on Number my list. two, The Grinch with Jim Carrey. No. 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 Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. sad. Number one, Elf. Okay. Oh, okay. Damn. All right, Travis, go ahead. Uh, actually, sorry, number one, The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, so from five to one, I didn't really put these in order, but uh, I think they actually worked out. So, uh, Krampus. Oh, I Is that a horror movie? Yes, it's yeah. great, though. It's, oh, I never saw It's about the, like, Krampus. It's like opposite Santa Claus. Yeah. It's Santa Demon. Yeah. Santa Demon. And he's... In, hum- oh, in Hungary. It's horrifying. In oh, Hungary, they so yeah. great. In Hungary. And, and so funny. And the yeah. lead actress from um, Hereditary, dude. What's her name? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I'm so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, ben, ben, ben Scott's in that, Yeah, he's too. in that. Okay, yeah. okay anyway, I, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, great. Uh, and then we're going to move down to um, Scrooged because who Isn't doesn't love Bill, Bill Murray's Murray? In there, right? Yeah. right? I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah, actually. and it's it's a take on Charles Charles Dickinson's um, A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. Just yeah, present totally time. Is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's Carry exactly on. what it is. And then we're going to... Uh, um, Number three is National Lampoon's Christmas yes. Vacation. Yes. Because it's fucking amazing. And it's also perfect. Oh, Might yeah. I state that it's also perfect. It's in perfect. In every way. In every way. Okay. Carry okay, on. so we got to go back to horror genre. And uh, Gremlins is... 
Man, Gremlins is number two for you. Gremlins is number two. <laughs> Dude, I loved... I mean, I, li- I listened to, like, a Christmas store, or what? What was the what was the one with Frankie Don't Chew Your Eye Out and shit like that? Yeah, Christmas Story or whatever it was. Like, uh, yeah, That's a Christmas it, it story. lost it. But okay. Gremlins never loses it for me. Well, I just vehemently disagree and with number that. We'll one. Carry on. What's yeah, number well, one? Yeah, that's not your list. So number one's Die Hard. Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, Die Hard. Whenever it, people say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, I feel it like is it's a little bit a of a cop out. Why Christmas is it? Movie. Listen, it happens during a uh-huh. Christmas party. Okay. Dude, he has Christmas tape on his back with his gun. I know, but like... It is a fucking Christmas movie. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I have a machine gun now. <laughs> oh, John McClane. That's yeah. fair. You know what? I Period. received my statement. All right. Yeah, it's take my that turn. back. Number five for me, Christmas Vacation. No problem. No feedback here. <laughs> no, that's good. Number four, good. Home Alone. No problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. Macaulay Colt. Mm-hmm. Number three, this is not really a Christmas movie, Uh-oh. but it happens Please. in the Christmas season. Dumb and Dumber. Beautiful <laughs> Girls. Oh, fuck you. Never seen it. It's one of my favorite movies it's not a of Christmas all movie. time. It's not a Christmas movie. I think it is. Nah. Number uh, two. Oh, my God. This is going to cause problems. And this is true. I earnestly tell you, this is my second favorite Christmas movie of all time. If you say Weatherman. (laughs) Family Man. Oh, Family Man. Same thing. It's Nick. Oh, you said this last year. Oh, my gosh. It hurts. It's almost my favorite. Number one, Die Hard. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Ah! All right. Can I just say, okay, I have to comment. Krampus in Hungary. When you're a little kid, they will have a fucking priest come to your house dressed up as a fucking demon, the Krampus, and he'll scare the shit out of you. I have photos of this, of me hanging out with the Krampus. How did you feel, though? It was terrifying, and I don't think it's funny. Well, and I don't I think don't you think should, you should say, like, hang how out. How did that manifest, hang though? How did, you, how did that manifest? When you yeah. say you're terrified, how did, like, how you did that manifest? You don't hang out with itself? somebody that you're No, because your family brings the Krampus over, so they're like, don't be a bad boy with the Krampus. The Christmas tree. I just want to Blah blah blah, this and that, and they 
actually how we sound is right now. Okay. Let's hit it. Yeah, kill that shit.